0: Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's Weekly Games Podcast, your favourite Weekly Games Podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, realising he d- hasn't pulled up the script yet again, but he pulled it off anyway. And with me, as well, beside me, digitally, is Jeremy Bradetich. In front of you, beside you. I'm directly in, I'm, I'm, I'm in your face, right? You're in my face, but to the viewers, you are beside me. We are beside each other. Yeah, yeah. And we could we could high five if we if we wanted to.
1: Put your shoulder and I'll try and lean on it. Let me let me it Yeah
0: I can <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's such dinguses but hey at least one of us didn't sneeze during the intro this week, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, but it made <laughs> it made for a funny
1: social media video.
0: <laughs> it did. It did. How's your week been, Jeremy?
1: It's been good. Had a had a fucking four day weekend here in here in Victoria. How fucking good was that?
0: Here in here in the Queen's Commonwealth.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie. Yep. Surprise! Uh, surprise! Public holiday on top of a of of sports public holiday. Uh, is it was a very strange week. I was we, we I didn't do that i committed myself to working thursday friday because i just forgot i forget about public holidays because i freelance and um speaking to the to the neighbor on wednesday was like oh how's it going he's like oh yep another week comes to a screaming halt i'm like (laughs) oh right
1: (laughs) that's such a funny such a funny way to describe it Coming to a screaming halt
0: (laughs) yeah you know it was funny uh but yeah no it was a weird week it was good for friends playing games though uh lots of lots of Apex and Destiny this week. This mm-hmm. weekend, this long weekend is good. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, should we get into it? Should we just do it? Yeah. Fuck it. I don't have a, a to- like a a preamble topic like I did last week, like about credits of video games. I think I think we just got to just got to get on with it. Yeah. 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 Why not? Why. Uh,
1: Carpe diem? Is that the one?
0: Carpe? What is carpe diem? Is that, <laughs> I don't that, think that's what carpe diem means.
1: What, what sees the day? C- c'est la vie.
0: C'est la vie. C'est la vie. What's carpe diem? Carpe diem. Used to urge someone to make the most of the present time and give little thought to the future. Hey, that's not... I think that's fairly accurate.
1: Wait, no. What's, what's c'est la vie? Uh,
0: What will be will be? It's like, how do you, how do you write that? Say la vie. <laughs> uh,
1: that's life. Like, uh, yeah, that's, it is what it is.
0: No. So Carpe Diem, I think was much more yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, appropriate yeah. than uh, C'est la vie. Yeah. Welcome to the Latin segment of the of the mini <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's great. That, it's that's the Latin and French segment, which is which are the the two other languages that Sam has studied. Yeah. Who is in the chat right now? So that's actually quite good for our audience. Yeah. That's that's great viewer viewer <laughs> analytic retention. <laughs> oh goodness, let's get on with it. Let's let's carpe diem, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can catch us every week on any podcast platform of your choice uh thank you for being here and for listening to us this is the minimap cast uh you can find the minimap cast on minimap.com.au every week uh if you want to watch us live you can also go to twitch.tv slash minimap au where every monday at 5:30 p.m australian eastern standard time uh we're live you can come out and hang and chat and uh Help us figure out which Latin words we're we're bringing into the conversation for reasons that we haven't figured out yet before we said them. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, before, during, and after the show, like I said, we do hang out with Twitch chat. Uh, you can keep up with us on all of our socials, uh, as well as anything else that we do on minimap.com.au. Uh, you can do that by going to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the aforementioned Twitch account. Uh, all of those accounts are under at au. Uh, for all of those accounts, uh, it's a good way to know what our topics are for each week or to see if something funny happens during the show, uh, like last week with Jeremy Sneeze during the intro. Uh, what did we speak about last week? What was our topic last week?
1: Uh, last week was the Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks.
0: That's right, that's right. And then we were going to do this week's topic last week, but now it's this week's topic because we spoke about GTA 6 rages. Uh, so this week we're talking about whether double uh, A games have a place uh, to release in the games industry that isn't on Game Pass. So how viable that is for them, uh, what our perceptions of that is. It's we're, we were workshopping it during the uh, during the lead up to the show while we were live and realized it's actually quite a nebulous topic. All these categorizations of things that are defined by seemingly no one, just sort of the hive mind of the industry yeah so what that means is we're, we're kind of going to figure it out during the topic it's sort of determining what we mean by double a and and what uh, anyone means by double a <laughs> yeah exactly we're also doing something different this week we are swapping our segments so you're about to get the topic of the show right after the, this intro then we'll have the break and then following that we will be talking about the games that we've been playing this week uh jeremy beat sekiro uh, for the first time ever Woo. since he started playing it in 2019, so we're going to be talking Woo. about that. And uh, I finished The Last of Us, so that's stuff to look forward to for you. Uh, we also wanted to say thank uh, say thank you. Say thank we you. also wanted to say thank you uh, to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap Cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Lastly, if you want to help keep the lights and mics on. You can throw five dollars our way and become one of our patrons. It helps us to continue to do this. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. You can do that by going to Patreon.com/minimapau. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed Jeremy, but I'm getting more of that is 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 imprinting itself on my brain. Nice. That I I started looking away from the script just then, even though I had it in front
1: of me. Well, that's good because there will be a test after the
0: show. what is the seventh sentence in the uh so yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this this new segment idea we've had rather we're gonna do this new segment uh order idea that we've had and we're gonna talk about the topic of the show now the way the way we have this written in terms of its headline is do double a games only have a space to release on game pass um it's an interesting topic and you know it sort of speaks to how disruptive i think the the subscription model uh has been to the games industry in the last few years that kind of i mean i think most uh people in the industry say it's been quite positive uh but it has led to some changes and is leading to some long-term changes that are happening along the way so uh it's a it's a bit nebulous because of that we've got a few subheadings here. The first one is what even is double A? And what does double A mean after the rise of the indies? It's It's weird, right? It's an interesting topic. Yeah, it, yeah. It,
1: it, it's weird I think for for two reasons. One, because yeah, like you said that like GameSpace has come in and sort of, GameSpace, Game Pass has come in and sort of just like you know really, really changed the way games are both being sold, um, yep. like, in terms of, like, the literal way someone who is releasing a game will try and market it to someone who is going to buy a game. Um, but also, like, the availability of it is just so extreme that, you know... the from what we've seen, like I haven't heard anything otherwise, really, and like I'm, I'm waiting to hear it because there is no reason for this not to come out. But I'm, I'm waiting to hear someone say, like, yeah, I lost money by releasing on Game Pass. But yeah, but it's, I mean, it, the
0: only way we've really heard that is I lost money by releasing on PlayStation Plus. Um, and even then, we only really heard it once. I, I don't even like, remember what that was. What? So that was, um. That was uh, Lorne Lanning coming out to talk about uh, Oddworld, how oh, because right. they did a deal for X amount, but because the PS5 had such high demand after it came out and had so many downloads, they actually got a pretty small amount in comparison to what they... Um, into how much traffic they did. And they they were like, oh, we, actually, we probably actually lost money on this.
1: And look, Lorne... I don't know many people that were really interested in Oddworld to begin with, to be quite frank with you. So we don't know. Look, he probably knows. He definitely knows more than me, but also I don't know if like that was maybe like an excuse to sort of get people to be a bit more on his side, but like, I don't know that Oddworld world game wasn't, wasn't very good. Um, Did you play it? Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, and so we we've not heard a negative, like, I I have not heard of an overwhelmingly negative story coming out of Game Pass in terms of launching for like launching on Game Pass at the same time as launching elsewhere, um, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that launching on Game Pass, the deal that you do with Microsoft to launch on it is favorable for you, which means that there is suddenly a different market has appeared. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This market has really. We think helped the double A space um, find a place to sell because trying to not be a big studio where you can do a gigantic marketing push with a hundred million influencers and having being on stage at E3 and you know getting your ad on the TV screens at a, at, at your local EB Games or whatever. Um,
0: yeah, right. like at the Super Bowl, like a like you, a Call of Duty. Oh yeah, NBA. yeah,
1: definitely right. Like you, you it's it's hard to get your game out there sometimes, even if you're like larger than like just an indie game. So Game Pass, being you don't have to pay any extra money to just play this right now, is a really good thing to want to market towards. Um, mm. Who are those people that are doing that? Right? Who who is the who is the double A space?
0: Um, yeah,
1: this is what we're gonna define it
0: <laughs> yeah totally totally it, it's funny sam is asked in the chat was double a term used prior to indie and i think yes that is the case like the ter- term like double a AA and triple a games is is it's quite a dated terminology i want to say like it kind of it's from like pre-internet era game double a was it industry okay. yeah
1: right yeah like I, i'm what? i'm not sure <laughs>
0: Because I remember hearing about the AA games and how all of the AA game studios fell away during the global financial crisis because all of a sudden people weren't just buying random shit anymore. They couldn't afford to. The developers couldn't afford to make just random shit. And so all of the all of the shovelware on the Wii, all of those companies, they all went under. And, and stuff like a lot of the things that THQ were bringing out, they folded quite... Uh, Dramatically. One of the larger publishers... Yeah, quite dramatically, and then and we've been watching their shambling corpse sort of reanimate itself for the last five years. Kind of someone else rebought the name and all of the properties. Yeah, mm-hmm. or more um, more
1: more like that. Someone else has been just been weekend of burning weekend at burnies the the, the 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 corpse
0: of THQ Nordic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. THQ yeah. rather. Um. So yeah, that that's that's what. I know double that's that's my earliest recognition of what a double a game is is how they all fell away during that time and it was not long after that time it was during the aftermath of the gfc that we started to see the rise of indie games where people could just you know we we had online infrastructure become a, a much bigger deal as part of the wii and 360 and ps3 console generations steam became much more um valuable and valid of a of a uh ecosystem that people could use even if you weren't a game made by Valve Software, yeah. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden, it, the the barrier to entry became much lower for just anyone to put their game out there. So now we start to look at weird things, right? Because we've got all these indie developers, right? They're not, they may be working with a publisher, or but but you know, sometimes they're working out of their own house, or they they own. Like a studio room in a in a in like a shared office space, similar to the arcade in Melbourne. Um, rest in peace. You know those. Pardon. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Is there no? There's no replacement for it yet.
1: No. Ah, they won't be for it. They won't be for quite a while. I believe that's my understanding. Ah.
0: That is very sad. Mm. Um. So, yeah, the, the line starts to get blurred because all of a sudden you have these very, very, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? You have these very successful ind- independent developers going to uh, established publishers like Devolver Digital or sometimes even EA and Ubisoft, you saw with their originals. Um, and all of a sudden you're looking at something like a A publisher working with an indie developer so it's not a huge team but it's got money behind it and resources and know-how so does that make it double a or is it like just sponsored indie or like yeah or is it like like mini mini triple A it's like lowercase A's as opposed to uppercase A's <laughs> like <laughs> you know that you know
1: you know that vine of the of the dude at the battery. Like on the battery shelf in the supermarket, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, ah, and he like, Ah, as he gets to like the like the um triple A batteries and the quadruple a batteries. yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah yeah like so it 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 is it is hard to draw that line, and I think that look, there's a lot of terrible terms in the games industry in terms of like this doesn't really mean anything you know the i think that the genres in games is already fucked but and like in terms of you know just that describing the genre of a game maybe describing describing a mechanic is a terrible way to des- to describe a game um mm-hmm. and this classifier also is is getting worse and worse as the term triple i exists and the term <laughs> quadruple a also exists these are both yeah two dog shit terms and anybody that uses them unironically or without any any like any hint of this is dumb is 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 very very silly and very marketing
0: yeah um i'm firmly of the opinion that none of that games actually don't exist in like if anyone has called themselves anything like that, that game actually doesn't exist. Like, we've never actually seen a quadruple-A game. We've just seen a lot of announcements of new studios starting to develop well, quadruple-A games. It's like, all right, skull good luck to you. Skull and Bones
1: is the first. And if that ain't a red is flag... it actually? Yeah, yep, yep. Ubisoft calling that a
0: quadruple-A game. Is Skull and Bones <laughs> a quadruple-A game? Uh, uh, senior producer Francois... Logier also describes his game as quadruple A. Skull and Bones is a quadruple A game. I uh, am
1: in a discord with someone who apparently played that game and did not have a very good time. Oh no! <laughs> as a part of, as part of a NDA'd um, test <laughs> that they were a part uh-huh. of, which they broke, but they
0: then. That they then DA'd.
1: Yeah, which they then definitely DA'd in what is actually a fairly public Discord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, This is, look, this is the Wikipedia fucking description of what is AA. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of asterisks next to this um, because there's a lot of, like, who decided this? I don't know. Someone did. Someone over <laughs> so, so, someone over VentureBeat decided one of these, and someone over at another another um, uh, well, what was this? This was like another just like a paper decided another another quantifier for double A. So I'm just going to read through it. Double A games are mid-market video games that typically have some god i'm having so much trouble reading today double games are mid-market video games that typically have some type of professional development though typical outside of the large first-party studios of the major developers these may be from larger teams of indie developers in addition to larger non-indie studios double a studios tend to range from 50 to 100 people in size i don't know who decided that but that's what wikipedia says a AA yeah, development like, studio will typically be backed by a publisher but not fundamentally part of that publisher and thus have somewhat more freedom to innovate and experiment compared to AAA studios, though will still be constrained by specific risk-limiting targets and goals from their funding source.
0: Yeah, I think that, that part of that description is one of the most um, in, incisive parts of it yeah. that, like is the most clear. The like, oh, a studio that is backed by a publisher that is what we would describe as a double a studio that makes sense and of a certain size 50 to 100 like larger than a startup smaller than than your your big budget triple a studios that makes sense that's that seems quite quantifiable that's a good way to define a a studio
1: yeah which is which is interesting because so one of the examples in this wikipedia page which is now a little bit outdated um was obsidian um Mm -hmm. And when I think back to the games Obsidian have made recently, even all the way back to Fallout New Vegas, it hits all those marks. It is a team of 5,200 people. Um, They had the freedom to innovate and experiment um, compared to some AAA studios, though will still be constrained by specific risk-limiting targets and goals from their funding source, which is precisely what happened there.
0: Um, They had to make a Fallout game. They couldn't make whatever they wanted. Um, and there, they had the benefit of using the Fallout engine.
1: And there's that story which has been con- construed a little bit online. It's not 100 true, but like there, there, was that story going around about them, like specific Metacritic scores depending on what they hit, um, determine like the bonus that that um, Bethesda were going to give Obsidian. Um, that story is a little bit more embellished than than what what is apparently public um but like there was there was a thing for a long time where like oh my god like bethesda didn't give the bonus to obsidian for new vegas because they were like half a point below one of their mark and it's 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 not quite that cut and dry um but it's a good it's a good indicator of the kind of relationship a a publisher might have with a double a studio to which i ask you (laughs) the moment they are bought by microsoft are they no longer a double a studio
0: I would say yes. Yeah, I'd say yes because, for all intents and purposes, right? Like, oh, we were saying this in the in the lead up to this as well. We were saying like the the indie double AA, A triple A sort of rankings mm-hmm. um, is something that can be applied to games, something that can be applied to studios, and something that can be applied to publishers. And I think it means something different when you apply it to each of those different contexts. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, a, a studio that is independent tied to a publisher or working on a publisher's ip right so Bluepoint games until they were acquired or housemark games until they were acquired or obsidian games like you said until they were acquired because now who knows a we, we there's far less transparency about how those games that how those studios are run now that they're first party studios they have the backing and funding of their new parents their new parent companies so who knows whether that means upsizing, whether that means you know they, they get to use new tech, they get to borrow tech from other studios. like yeah. all of a sudden they're a part of this network. like it it immediately becomes this sort of I, I would say as soon as you become a first party studio of a, of a large publisher and system owner like that, no, you can't be called AA anymore. You may release games of a AA scope. But in terms of your your development size and mm. and and the, the the developer teams, I would say you, you c ca- you can't define them as double A anymore. They're not funded in a way that is like that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Which is interesting because my immediate thought then went to uh Bithel and Mike Bithel. Yeah, yeah. And his studio, which is definitely less than fifty people, I think it's pretty safe to assume. Um I think
0: so, yeah. But it's probably one to two dozen. Yeah, no, I'm ish. I'm
1: I'm I'm sure there's that there's there's a group of people I'm assuming that are working there.
0: Um I, I also think of someone like Supergiant behind Hades and um Pyre. Like they're they're a large indie team, but I don't think they have more than fifty people.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I reckon I could see them having about sixty people. Um Number of employees as of 2018 is apparently 20. So, yeah, maybe yep. not. Um, it's such a weird, weird way to describe something, right? Because then it's like, okay, so so this, this space that these people can... One of the things that this definition brings up is risk-limiting targets mm. and goals from their funding source, which we spoke about before. The there is perhaps more room for that to um breathe i guess when you launch on a thing like game pass right because you have a th- there seems to be a lot more freedom in terms of the financial return you'll probably get when you launch day 1 on game pass when you're a game of this size from yeah, what we've well- heard
0: That's the thing, right? You immediately... There are so many people who have said to themselves, oh, Xbox first-party games launch day and date on Game Pass. That makes it worth it for me to have for the year and not even worry about it. And I can use whatever else is there in the meantime. So they have it, right? They've spent the money. They're invested already, which means that the the money hurdle is gone. It's evaporated. It doesn't exist for any other games that go forward. The only hurdle you've got now is time and, like, hard drive space. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those are those are very small hurdles in comparison to the financial hurdle of, like, oh, this game looks cool. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd pay $30 to pay Citizen, Citizen Sleeper. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, well, I'll give it a go. That sounds like a cool vibe. Mm. Hey, I love this game. Like, that's immediately... That's the flow-on effect you get there.
1: And it, I guess it sort of allows you to... To then try games you you have even heard are bad that are yeah. on there because they are there. You could release a game that is not very good, hypothetically, and you will still get perhaps more people playing it. Well, okay, no, definitely you'll get more people playing it if as if you just released it on a store.
0: Yeah. Um, I could play uh, I could play Ballon Wonderworld on PS5 whenever I want now.
1: Is that on thingo?
0: It is on like I saw it the other night.
1: I still haven't picked up my copy. You earned that game. I haven't picked it up.
0: <laughs> you click and collect. Yeah, I click, click. I didn't want
1: to pay for postage. <laughs> still sitting at an EB game uh, somewhere in Melbourne. Um so funny. So the double A games that come out, the, the these medium scope, medium sized team games. Mm-hmm the ones that don't release on game pass do you like uh, do we think that they are limiting themselves by not releasing on game pass
0: i think it's really really tricky um, yeah i think one of the best examples of a double a game were you saying triple a just then no double a okay one of the one if of the i did most say triple a i did definitely mean double a right <laughs> <laughs> one of the most recent examples of double a that i could think of especially in regards to the the definitions we just gave it is it takes two what what do you do I see, Whacked
1: whacked my middle finger on the mic stand on like a really hard metal bit
0: <laughs> how hard like
1: really hard like like i whacked, I whacked it hard enough that because i didn't know the mic stand was there
0: right yep fair ow, enough ow. you swung through like a like a tennis like you would with a mm. tennis ball on a tennis court with a tennis racket yeah at your desk. Yes, at my <laughs> desk. It, um, it Takes Two. It Takes Two, I say, fits that definition that we sort of came to just then. But the thing with It Takes Two is that it's still backed by EA. It still had EA's... Uh, marketing wallet. Of, yeah, marketing, yeah, funding and expertise behind it. I think what really helped it takes two was it was a really original idea, and they're doing something pretty unique at Light with their last cup with their last few games um, you know brothers and a way out and it takes two have all played with um you know sort of uh co-op games designed co-op games or controlling two characters at once like you did with brothers like that's a quite that's quite a unique design space and they're they're doing it in a really strong way. Their design is really quite good. Um, so I don't know. That game did well. It didn't, it didn't, um, cost as much as other things. You got a friend pass with it. So other people could download it and play with you online. Uh, that was like 40, 40, 50 bucks, but then it really quickly came to Game Pass. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, the limiting factor there is like games like Sifu, and Keena, right? These are both games that had uh, promotion during PlayStation States of Play, or even um, their PlayStation showcases for their next generation content. Um, those are indie games with, like, a little bit of marketing. They're not published by PlayStation. They've just got a little bit of support, like, to show on a big stage. Um and those games did fairly well. I, I would say Stray is in that camp, except that it also released on PlayStation Plus Extra Day and Date. So that's that's kind of irrelevant for the example. Yeah. Um, those games did relatively well. I think Sifu did did well enough, and Keena did too. I it all it, it kind of needs to I feel like a double A game has to has to have that quality though. It has to be like sort of pushing at the edge of what a double-A quality game is and almost be masquerading as a triple-A quality game of a smaller scope rather than something akin to Biomutant, which I would say is a double-A game in terms of production. But the, the the amount of money you have to pay to buy it to play it for the content that you got wasn't necessarily great because that, game, that game's scope was huge, and it was made by a core team of like twenty-four developers or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. And 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 it it's funny as well because THQ Nordic has this, like you know, they they have less money and less pull in the industry than a Ubisoft and an EA. But they're the same type of company. Structurally, they are. The, in they they're playing the same game right they are they are development that they are a publisher that have internal developers yep. as well as uh developers that they don't own um which they will publish their games for and have like a working relationship with
0: um yeah they're also in the business of embracing and acquiring yes other developers as they come yes um
1: which is like it's it's this weird like uh, I, I wanna say that Embracer for 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 the past couple of years have been trying to like eat up a, a big part of this double A space. Um yeah. you know, a lot of the a lot of the, the larger companies like Microsoft and and Sony, they've been looking at the studios that they've been working with and Microsoft has also been looking at the biggest studios in the world. Like what can we buy? You know, like we're gonna buy Bethesda, we're gonna go out and buy Activision Blizzard. Um they are maybe not so concerned with um, the uh, what's a what's a good example like the the, the Gearbox, right? You know what is yeah. what is ostensibly a very large double A studio um, in terms of yeah I they th-
0: have been acquired recently. Well, the, the, yes. the,
1: that, that's what I mean, right? Like I don't think that Microsoft were looking at a Gearbox because they were looking at the company that owns Gearbox, right? right they right, they were right, looking right. at Bethesda. To then buy Arcane.
0: Yes, yes, they were looking at. They weren't looking at buying the team that made Elder Scrolls. They were looking at buying Zenimax. Yeah, um yeah,
1: and and I think that's because they had bought a lot of their. They bought all of their double A studios that they that they were friends with, right? You know, they bought um, Ninja Theory. N- Ninja Theory was a great one. The people that made um, Double Fine, Ori and the Blind Forest, those folks over there. You know, like they um, it,
0: Moon Studios,
1: sure. um but then you look at the games Embracer we're going to bring out and a lot of them you kind of look at go like I kind of wish I could just have a monthly service that is cheaper than buying a brand new game spend maybe more money overall on them but I don't have to think about copying $80 or $70 on a game that I am not quite sure on. I would rather spend yeah. $10 10 times over a year on a game
0: I'm not sure on. Yeah, that also lets me play Halo Infinite and... Crackdown 3 <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah it's interesting uh, One of our little final subheadings we've got here Is are there games that you have played on Game Pass That you wouldn't have otherwise played And I think the answer for both of us is a definitive Yes um, Yes definitely Yeah like games like uh, 12 Minutes I only played because of Game Pass um, Halo Infinite I probably would have bought uh, Forza Horizon 5, you know, the big ones definitely, but in terms of double A's it's interesting, I look at something the subscription model has introduced is the um, as I said before, it lowers the barrier to entry, but then it introduces that introduces another problem a problem that uh, subscription TV services have been having for nearly a decade now, which is decision paralysis Decision <laughs> paralysis you...
1: and, and time debt <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Where you spend half an hour scrolling through all every game on Game Pass, and then you're like, "Fuck, I don't know." Yeah, Gears of War or Superliminal or or Tetris Effect or what should I play? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that so often.
1: Yeah, a lot of the um, ones that I have played that were pretty pretty classified as double A were things like. Slime Rancher, um, I think, I think is a a good example. Um, Honestly, weirdly enough, uh, the Disney Dreamlight Valley game would, could possibly be considered a double A game. You know, it is, it is made by Gameloft who are a, a, a quite a large, quite a large studio, but the team working on, on, um, on Dreamlight is not going to be, it's probably not going to be over a hundred people. Um, judging by yeah, the the, sco- sure. the scope of the game and and understanding the 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 studio like which specific team in, on GameLoft is working on it, um, which is the the French one I believe or the Canadian one I don't mm-hmm. quite remember. Um, uh, but also you know like the the thing we said before about like hey it's it's sort of around this price point and it's got this like you know things that they need to hit metrics and you know, key performance indicators that this game might have, but they can still do something kind of neat with it. You know, they're they're working off the Animal Crossing formula to make their own version of it and changing some stu- some stuff up and experimenting with some things here. Um that's probably the most recent double A game I can think of that I might not necessarily have played elsewhere.
0: I'm, yeah, or I'm, if you had to buy it.
1: I'm only playing it on my Xbox because it's it's on my Xbox. It's on Game Pass. If if it was If it was a game that I could purchase on PlayStation, which it is, I wouldn't do it because it would cost me money outright, and I'd rather just continue paying the service I'm already paying for and playing it via that, which is so odd.
0: And there's games that we will, like, as a group, is like, oh, this multiplayer game's come out. Let's, you know, if we don't all have it, let's let's re-up our subscriptions for the month and then we'll try out Grounded, which we did when that first released, and then we didn't like it, and so we stopped playing that, and... Um, I'm looking through our, my list here of games that we've played. near is a game that um, we didn't buy, but we game-passed for. Um, Human Fall Flat. Uh, other things here. Deep Rock Galactic. 12 Minutes, I already said before. XO one was an interesting one earlier this year. Tetris Effect for me. Tunic. There are some good ones there that I definitely wouldn't have played. But a lot of those games that I've mentioned, I don't love. The games that I know that I'm really interested in playing, I probably am gonna buy on a different system because I prefer to play on other systems. Um, or they're they're sort of larger experiences that are coming out on Game Pass. Forza Horizon 5, I have enjoyed being able to play that through Game Pass. It's not an, it's not a double A game. It's very triple A. It's a very high budget game. Yeah. Um same with Naraka Blade Point, you know, that's that's NetEase's Battle Royale. Um, Saints Row is an interesting one. It, came, it that is, came out early this year. I,
1: I've been—I been, haven't been able to stop thinking about it through this entire conversation,
0: but I haven't been able to work yep. it out
1: because it's—it is definitely larger than a double A game. But I—I I feel like
0: maybe it's just—it's like quality level.
1: Yeah, like the quality of the game is just not quite double A. Um, sorry, not quite triple A, and it's yeah. But it's a franchise that used to be definitely a triple A franchise. But also it being a THQ Nordic joint now at this point has sort of brought it down a peg. And I think because their quality level overall... Quality levels maybe, I mean, their... Their, their,
0: their execution?
1: Yeah, I guess. It's, it, it's always It always feels kind of funny. There's always just something a little bit different about it. Um, maybe yeah. to what the studio used to be, and I think because you can look, you can you can look at that studio as a whole and go, "You are this publisher in name only." At this point, you are just a company that bought a bunch of stuff and then changed your name to the like to the IP that you bought. Um, yeah, but it's still odd.
0: It is odd. Yeah, it's the most in between game I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. 'Cause it's releasing at a triple A game price. It's got the funding of a triple A game and the a, marketing, marketing behind yeah, it. Yeah, the marketing
1: triple A game, definitely.
0: But yeah, the execution on it, the way it felt to play, it was like, oh, this this doesn't feel premium in the way that I would expect and hope for had I paid for it. Not unlike um, Biomutant. Biomutant is also another interesting one. That one that one feels like a double A game no matter which way you slice it. yeah, It's just that somehow it had the marketing and the appeal enough that they could sell it at a high enough price. Um, and the scope of the game, I think, took it there as well. That they were like, oh, you know, you can create your own mutant creature thing with that robust character creator, and the, si- the different size of your limbs will make you stronger or faster or something. And it's like, yeah, that's a pretty surface level stats thing, and you can breeze past that pretty quickly, and it's like oh, the the things to do weren't that great, the combat wasn't that great. Yeah. The the narrator being the only voice actor in the game was really strange. Like and, and but it was a frugal move to do, right? They couldn't they couldn't voice all of these other gremlin-y things, so they just they had they had British guy wake up in the morning and go, "Oh, the the pimple bumps from the before time used to use this to send ping-pongs from their dish radars." Like yeah, that game. That game was double A in everything but name. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I mentioned Saints Row before as a double A game or or, uh, or a triple A game. It's important to remember it's not on Game Pass. Yes. Um, I think it will be within the near the near future, but it is not currently.
1: But a lot of the a, a lot of the play on games. I feel like they haven't really been coming to Game Pass.
0: But yeah, not immediately. Stuff like like Kingdoms of Amala re-reckoning made it to like PlayStation Plus pretty quickly. Um
1: I suppose chorus is like, on there.
0: Yeah, chorus. Like it's the kind of thing they'll they they won't go there immediately. They won't release day and date there, which makes sense. They don't own that service. If they release every game there, they're eating into their sales a lot. Especially because they're not they they're in that weird in betweeny kind of thing. No, no one's saying, "Ah, oh, I can't wait to play the next game from Coke Media." Like, <laughs> no matter, no, one's no matter how many that.
1: times they 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 decide to have a an E an E three press conference. Yeah, um, God, I hope <laughs> the they do another the one. Tiers. I hope they do another one. I cannot wait. I,
0: I was, I fucking I was disappointed that. and relieved that Gearbox didn't do one this year. It was like, oh, I, I don't have so, to see Randy Pitchford. I was Pitchford. so
1: sad. I wanted that so badly. I wanted him to just be a nuisance on set once
0: again. Ugh. Yeah. So, Jeremy. Kerry. We're at the end of the topic. Do we have an answer? He, he, I, I asked I ask the headline question, the top line question again to round us off. Do AA games only have a space to release now on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus? I
1: think think the answer is no, but I think the answer is no as long as you are being published by the Embracer group or higher.
0: Yeah, as long as you're being published or promoted by a big company.
1: Yeah, yeah like, like
0: it's the kind of thing, you have to be a quality A game to break through the noise. You can't just be filler. You can't be a stocking stuffer. Yeah, You will not make it if you do that. Especially at a A budget rather than an indie budget, you will be spending far too much money and it will be very risky on whether you'll be seeing any of that come back to you if you're not providing at a quality high enough to gain interest from the audience when they see it and interest from publishers to help you release it.
1: Yes, yeah, like uh, some breakthrough titles. For example, Disco Elysium, right? Like, yep. certainly a like larger than indie game, but you know, still definitely not a AAA game. But uh, it
0: was published by Humble Bundle, right? That's who helped them publish it.
1: I think it was also published by like, like, what's the publisher? Like ZAUM. ZAUM. Yeah, like I don't, like, I don't know how to, how to. I don't know if that's a word or an acronym. Um,
0: I imagine it's an acronym. Uh, independent game developer and publisher. So, yeah, but they developed Disco Elysium.
1: Uh, oh, okay. It was developed by them as well. Okay, so I guess that is an indie game?
0: I, I would say this is indie. Yeah, yeah.
1: right, okay. I, I I think I just assumed that it was larger than maybe what it was. Maybe when they got their re-release is when, is when it became more of a... a a, a, a double A thing. Um, oh,
0: it's got fifty seven thousand reviews on Steam. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> look the 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 like D- the, the Divinity the Divinity Original Sin series, um, up like a yep. uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Like those games, like platinum games. The platinum games, they are the ones that can break through. They're with Square a lot of the time, right? Like they, like they're with the big publishers. That you need to be with a big publisher, I think, to to not have to release on game on Game Pass. If you're a double yeah. A game, is my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's too risky. Otherwise, it's far too risky to to be putting in more than an indie team's worth of like effort and money and resources, yeah. paying that many people if you do not have some sort of guarantee that there's going to be an audience for it at the other end is it's a yeah. lot. And it, and it just didn't used to be that way. It just used to be that you could, if you were on the shelf next to FIFA and you weren't a sports game, but you were something else and you had like a, a kid wizard on the front and you're like, Oh, that looks cute. Grab, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, the, the time of the PS2 and the Wii era is, is long gone. Um, there were times where we didn't see any double A games. We didn't have double A games for a while. Like I said, after the GFC, a bunch of those studios collapsed. But we we only had we had indies, we had big games, and that was kind of it yeah. until I want to say like five years ago. Well, oh, I, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> that, that's
1: that's a timeline that is that is hard for me to just say. Yep, you're right, or no, you're wrong too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might, I might, I might be incorrect. Yeah. Uh. Well. That was fun that was very nebulous and it really pulled from a lot of different threads that are quite like double a is nebulous pertinent it double a is nebulous but it's interesting thinking about like acquisitions and streaming services it's it's quite a it's quite a relevant topic for the for the for the day and age that we live in mm. uh we're gonna go for a break everybody uh feel free to hang out in chat if you're here with us live we'll be we'll be with you during the break and when we come back, we'll be talking about the games that we played this week. Sekiro, Last of Us, Final Fantasy X, it, we've got it all. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap cast. We've just spoken about so many 90s movies in the break. We, we, we I really don't know why. Talking about Star Trek, Uh, Logan, that wasn't made in the 90s. It was a weird time.
1: We we were talking about franchises being reanimated beyond their death.
0: Yes. Yes. Independence Day, Jurassic World. That's where it started. We started talking about Jurassic World, the newest one. One of the worst Uh, movies I've seen all year. Yeah. And you've seen... uh, I've seen quite a few. uh, uh, I don't remember the bad ones that you've seen because I wasn't there with you and I don't I don't I don't retain that information. <laughs> yeah. Turns I'd, out. Yeah. Probably for the best. That
1: that might it might be the worst movie I've seen all year. Um But yeah, I also have forgotten a lot of the bad movies I've seen this year this year. I should I should use um Letterbox
0: more. Just uh, just is to that, track. Is that like it's like a gg.game dot game or whatever that thing is.
1: Yeah, does anyone use that anymore?
0: Uh people kinda of funny mention it. Um IGN's got a competitor for that. I don't know. They're, they're weird. I should. I should use something like that for games.
1: Like I. Yeah. I, I mostly just use Notion to
0: take notes for my games. Note. Note. Notion. Mm-hmm. Kerry,
1: okay, what have you been playing?
0: Uh you want to hear about Final Fantasy X? No. Oh, <laughs> well, too bad. Um, no, I don't actually have that much to say about Final Fantasy X. Just that I got to the part where it's sort of like the the final boss encounter has been unlocked which means that i'm at the point now where when you when you beat the game it's it's like ratchet and clank where it's like you can go back to well there's no challenge mode but it's like you can go back to before you beat the boss to do all of the extra stuff so Basically that means I've I've hit the end game. I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to finish that when Sam Sam's around so we can watch the end of the story together. But I've I started doing end game stuff in that in that game finally. So that was a it was an interesting moment for me where I wasn't just going through the motions and looking at my guide and seeing what I missed and being like, "Oh, I can start getting the celestial weapons and looking at the hidden temples in the different areas and finding the hidden summons and Ultima? stumbling across the the extra boss fights that annihilate me with like 99,999 damage attacks
1: and Ultima? It was cool. Pardon? Ultima weapon?
0: Uh hmm uh, there, um, I think there I think there's a spell, I think there's an Ultima spell. Right. Uh yeah. Yeah, no ultima weapon. They're all celestial weapons. Right. Called like, like Bal Balgruff or something. I don't know if that's Lord of the Rings. But it's, it's like Calad and Masomune and uh Iron Fist. I can't remember what Rikus is called, something like that. Something something a bit more on the nose.
1: Is there a is there a wedge in, in that
0: one? No no wedge, I don't think. Okay. There's not that many voiced characters that aren't in your main party. I mean, there's a there's a good few. There's more than the number that they are in your party, but like, there's not many.
1: Yeah, right. You know, you know, Wedge <laughs> is a Wedge in in Final Fantasy is a Star Wars reference. Oh, really? Yeah, Wedge is in a bunch of Final Fantasy games, as it turns out, and it's it's all makes sense. it's all a reference to Wedge Antilles.
0: <laughs> Wedge Antilles. I, I've seen. I I think I've seen Bigs in a couple of other games as well. Um. Biggs Dark Lighter. Yeah,
1: a... Who? Also a Star Wars reference.
0: Dark lighter? Yes. Oh, that person's a villain, surely.
1: No, no, it's Luke's best
0: friend who dies. Ah. Biggs. Biggs. There you go. What about Jesse?
1: Uh a reference to Breaking Bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Two minutes flat. <laughs> I, I, I like that game. I thought I wasn't going to talk about it much. Yeah. Um, I did last night finish The Last of Us Part 1. Mm-hmm. Um, And I did something I've never done before, which is start New Game Plus, like, almost immediately. Yeah, right. Uh, but before I get to that, uh, th- this game... Game is really good. I think. This Last of Us game. You know, maybe no one's ever said it before. Yeah, maybe I was everyone's say. Too afraid to say it, but uh th- I think I think this game's got some potential to be a classic in the in the in the not too distant future. Um I spoke when we when we started uh The Last of Us Part One, I spoke about how uh, parts of this game, I feel like I'm re-experiencing for the first time again, which I didn't think would ever be possible. Uh, which I've really valued with this remake. And i i had something of I had something like that for the for the final moments of the game. Obviously, I knew it was coming, but it hit harder. Or it hit properly this time. Um, even although I know what comes next too, which is interesting, it it didn't matter to me The... like. Part one is so, or the first game, however you want to call it now, I guess so you have to decide. But the first game is so siloed, even when you know what happens next or what decisions are made next. Um, it is, I, 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 it's hard for me to describe. But I was, I can't knowing how negatively I feel about Last of Us Part Two, which isn't to say that I think it's crap or terrible, but I have a lot of issues with it. Yeah, um, I thought that would colour my enjoyment of this game more than it did, and I really came away from part one feeling a, a real fondness for this game, for Naughty Dog projects in general, thinking like, oh man, this game is great. Oh, and then they went on to make Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, some of my favourite games of the last ten years, and uh, it it it's it I don't know, it's got it's got me obviously looking back, you know, ten years to when the game originally came out and eight years to when it I played it originally. But I just thought I would be more either upset with it, or it would feel cheaper, or it would feel more throwaway, or uh it would be more influenced by the experiences I've had since then. But no, this game is just really good, and it's a great story. I think you have to suspend a bit of your disbelief right at the very end in terms of how certain people make certain decisions uh, but yeah it's, it's pretty amazing that game's just great
1: did it, did it make you feel uh, did, did, it, did it remind you the ending of that game when you're in the hospital did you see The Last of Us 2 in there
0: a little bit, okay. only only vaguely. Um, yeah, like, but like, like,
1: as in, like, not as in, like, because I've seen comparisons and like they they change like the animation a little bit, but it's like it's by and large, you know, it's not like they're like, oh my god, this is like, no, you'll kill me. What about my daughter Abby or whatever? Right, like, you know, they don't do any of that. But it's like the the, 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 the
0: like. Do you? I see... think that the, the surgeon's model is different. Yeah,
1: but do you see the? Do you see the the crux of two in that moment? Or do you just see it oh, as the yeah, to one? yeah,
0: sure. Okay. But, I mean, I knew going into two, before I played the game, before I knew the plot, that Joel would have to face the consequences of his actions in part two. Like, the decisions he makes at the end of that game had to had to come back around. Yeah. There was no way that he couldn't face some sort of consequence for what he decided to do there. mm and so but so that's that's sort of like a smoking gun that I was already waiting to be paid off before before even buying the Last of Us Part Two. As soon as it was announced, it was like, how are they gonna deal with the end of part one? It's the <laughs> um
1: See, because I actually didn't but, expect I didn't expect them to be so closely linked. Um, right, okay. Rather like I I didn't expect cause and effect. I expected genuinely just
0: like another story. Um interesting and maybe maybe we we would have enjoyed that more you know um and i'm I sure mean, they knows? threw that around at the time who knows yeah uh i i i don't think that would have worked because the the game's strength is in its characters right and it's in it's in its the story it tells about the emotional growth between these two characters and it would be impossible to ignore what happened sure at the end of this game and go on with those characters as if nothing ever happened i think um it was very strongly linked like like very 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 strongly linked like directly linked um which i guess was part of why they called it part 2 and not like the last of us you know, 2 you know the last of us goes to canada but like it's uh seeing two in one like kind of not really because 2 didn't exist when they wrote the ending of 1, you know? Yeah. And it works as it is. For a time, I did think to myself, oh, you do come through here again a few times in 2. Uh, in sort of the wake of everything, and oh, this is the moment that, like, this and that, and this happens like this in, you know, you you get that scene with Marlene in part 2, right? Sort of, that you don't see in part 1. And that, remembering that was sort of interesting, but we're talking like 3 minutes of extra context there really and um and that is context they sort of give you I found more of the collectibles in that area than I had before um and there are three tape recorders that Marlena's left that you can listen to in that area and you you get a lot of that her struggling to make the weight of the decision to um with what to do with Ellie yeah so it's you know it wasn't brand new ground i guess when they when they showed more of her decision-making process in part two. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's a very long-winded way to say this game is good despite its future that I (laughs) didn't enjoy as much. Yeah, right. Uh, But jumping into New Game Plus again, I jumped into it, I think part of me, because in my head, I, I always think of the trophy in there as like, oh, fully upgrade Joel's stats. That trophy's not in there anymore. You don't have to play it a second time inherently to get one of the trophies um you most likely will because a lot of the collectibles are really obscure but like you know um but they've got a different new game plus mode in here where it used to be that you just brought through your upgrades so your guns would be as strong as they were when whenever you found them in the game again yeah and joel's like pills uh upgrades so his like health and like weapon sway and uh, what are the other ones like, like crafting speed those would all be the same but that was it those were the only things that carried through now you can have it set to like new new game plus it was like classic and remaster and like the new game plus mode that they have there is oh you can just pick up all of your equipment you don't have to you don't have to wait to get the recipe for the the nail bombs you can just craft those yeah you don't have to wait to find the bow you just have it when you pick up your equipment like 10 minutes into the game. Yeah. Um, because there's a something I forgot. And I always forget this. There's a brand new weapon in that hospital scene. Like there's an assault rifle that you only have in that uh, combat arena. Yeah. I was like, I want to use the assault rifle. <laughs> so I'm going uh, to, I get to do that. Um, and, you know, go through using the the PlayStation cards for um, where the collectibles are. I still maintain it's one of the best ways to do. It's like super advanced uh, trophy tracking, you know it, instead of it just being like, oh 88% of Firefly pendants collected it's hey, you're missing a Firefly pendant in the area after you leave this building, like you could just read a vague description and be like, okay I know I need to look around here, and then if you get really stuck there's a video right there for you, I think it, it's really well done in this game, so yeah
1: we, we, we will we will see how how well they keep it up <laughs>
0: What what the the PlayStation card integration? Yeah, I but, think but them you know putting what? it in this is a really good sign. I think they were like, this is going to be bringing in as most the most people that it can be. I think they're going to try to do something similar for this for most of their first party studios going forward.
1: Look, you y- harp,
0: um, but you know the.
1: If I could, I would give anyone who worked on that PlayStation accolade
0: that they just removed. <laughs> <laughs> you're a you're a PlayStation star. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's been my week, Jeremy. How about you? What have you been playing?
1: I beat Sekiro. You beat it! I finally finished the first Souls game that I understood.
0: Mm-hmm. The one that It's got been a got long me. three and a half years, it's huh? It's been
1: a very long three and a half years. Um so I've been playing Sekiro on and off for the past few months. What got me back into playing it was that person who did the blind and speed run. Now I did not look at that person and go, wow, I can do that. But- Was that Little Aggie? I don't remember. It was at AG, AGDQ. Um,
0: I'm pretty sure it's Little Aggie.
1: And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. That's so cool. If they can beat a blind, I can beat it with my eyes.
0: So, <laughs> so, I, so I went in.
1: <laughs> so I was like, you know what? <laughs> Faultless logic, honestly. I, I was inspired by by the, by the by this person's blindfolded run of of Sekiro. Um So yeah, so I I think last time I spoke about it, I'd I was I defeated like a, um, the 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 double guardian eight fi, guardian eight mm-hmm. five, and I I made a bunch of progress in a night. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what was next was honestly there was not really a whole lot really left. Um, there was some cool. Souls like, hey, like the world has changed a lot now. Like we've we've changed right. all the enemies in this area that you have been through a bunch of times. Um a castle that you're very familiar with because you keep going back there as like the central location is now, um, uh, is now completely like being attacked and it's like mm-hmm. it's like on fire and burning and new laneways have opened up and you can dive now and then i i went down and I, I i went to the giant lake area and i fought a giant um uh a giant koi fish oh which which was cool escaped that fight went went forward um did a bunch of other cool stuff and then and then i got to the end um the final fight which is just awesome um I was live streaming it as well, which is really fun because I didn't, I didn't stream for myself in a hot minute. Um, I streamed the fight, and I and I'm just gonna I'm gonna recite to you basically what what my thought process was. Right, so I get to the final arena, which I'm just gonna like. Do you
0: recognize it that it is the final fight? Do you know that?
1: Like I knew that because like I'd seen someone else, like I'd seen my housemate like fight fight um, the the final person. I'm gonna. I'm spoilers for Sekiro. Um, it is uh, a, a, a combination of of two characters. Um, it is somebody you you fight a few times throughout the game, and then he turns into the very first boss you fight, um, who is the one who originally like kills you and 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 cuts off your arm, um, Ishi- hmm. Ishin Ashina. Um, in the same place he does it. Which is the tutorial area of the beginning of the game? Um, you go, but mm. you go back to that final area um, and and fight him in the in what is the closest thing to the um, snake eater fight um, from uh, from the, snake the, eater the,
0: the the boss fight?
1: Yeah, because it's it's in a field. There's there's like it's it's the reeds. There's like the wind blowing through everything. There's yep. like there's the 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 leaves going through and they are white, just like the um, thing in, um, in snake eater. Um, it's awesome. It's such a great fight. Fucking hard brother. Um, like, (laughs) so, so he's, it's, it, it, the first phase is, is, uh, Genichiro who you fight a few times. Um, he isn't any different. So you know how to beat Kanichiro and he's only got one. Right. He's, he's only got one health bar this time as opposed to two in the past. And it's like, okay, like...
0: Th- so that one actually kind of is free if you've gotten that far.
1: So he ends up becoming free because you do it enough times um, that like, it's like, okay, like I get to the point where I'm, I'm just not taking a single hit through through the entire thing. And I can, I can, I can basically bring him down within about 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, by just perfectly blocking all the way through it, and then Ishin shows up, and Ishin is like, "Wow, like I haven't fought you since the beginning of the game when I didn't know how to play this game. Time to learn you, I guess." Um, yeah. And it's like he's very, very strong. He's very quick, and he does a lot of he does a lot of the moves that you know and learn how to do and how to fight against um, throughout the whole game. But like he's just that much quicker. That it, like mm. it catches you off guard consistently, and then in the second phase he pulls out a gun as well, um, which is like fuck,
0: <laughs> like, oh, shit. And you know, always shoot him with bullets as well, like fuck. And then it's like when uh, they introduce guns to Assassin's Creed, it's like what am I meant to do with that? Yes, yeah, right.
1: Um, and so then then that's a whole other thing to deal with. Um, and he's got like m- like stronger swords and all this stuff, and then the final phase um is when he is pulling out his immortal blade and is doing um he's got three arms at that point because the dead arm of <laughs> Kenichiro who's holding the mortal blade is now pierced through his body so he's got two arms and a third like poking out the bottom sort of thing holding a like sword like a belly button arm it's fucking no but it's like from the side it's it's he's he's no oh. he's no longer symmetrical it's, it's it's really cool um and and then he's also doing lightning attacks on you um which was great because the third phase for me was actually the easiest because I really got down the pattern of deflecting lightning. Um, nice. I, I only I only died to the third phase like maybe once or twice, um, and then I and I beat it, and then it <laughs> and then this fucking game, man. It so the the beginning of the game when you when you're killed by by Yishin the first time, um. You go along, and you, uh, when you die, you get picked up by um the the this idol, uh like the, he he makes like little idols out of wood. Um, I don't remember his exact name, but it's like like the idol craft or something. He's the guy that upgrades your arm. He gives you he gives you a prosthetic arm, which then he knows how to upgrade if you bring in materials. The tool, um. The ending of the game is Sekiro getting very old and becoming that idle man, and then because the, huh. the the beginning of the game is him taking off his prosthetic arm and giving it giving it to Sekiro. How the, is he a time traveler? Because though? it's it's all about and what because because this is what I am saying. Like on stream, right? I am like every one of these games are the same. <laughs> they have they have the same story. This is the same message. It's the same message which is that like it's the it's the forever time loop of like you know break the curse or continue the cycle sort of thing except in in all of them it it, the answer is always like the same which is like continue the cycle you know it's the the dark souls the dark souls thing if you you relight the bonfire you don't want to leave the world in eternal darkness and therefore
0: you can leave the world in eternal darkness uh, i
1: know you can but like it it doesn't matter (laughs) like (laughs) you still get new game plus anyway um Dark Souls two and th- three, I think, is the only one that is like, no, this is the end of the world. Um, yeah. Uh, Bloodborne is the exact same thing. Demon Souls is the exact same thing. Um, and Sekiro turns out is the exact same thing.
0: Elden Ring is a bit too.
1: Yeah, right. It's right. Kind
0: of like like you reforge the Elden Ring and you can you're Become the Elden, Elden Lord. Lord and that's yeah. sort of continuing on the, the cycle. The Elden it's it's continuing the Elden Ring. Look. Miyazaki,
1: look, he's really good at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's practiced.
1: Yeah. He's got a lot of fucking practice. He's been telling the same story since, since 2007 or whenever the first Dark Souls came out, 2011. Um, or no, before that, whenever Demon Souls Demon's came out. Souls. Yeah. yeah um, or nine. And then I did what I do every time I beat a Souls game, which is immediately go into New Game Plus and see how far I can go until I die. Um, not counting the first forced death. Um, but you do immediately go into this fight which I have just done I've literally just done it
0: with the yeah
1: at the beginning of the game this time um, but you still keep a lot of the stuff like you still got like really good stats and you've got um, you know like a lot of your some of your abilities will carry over not all of them because some of them are item dependent but you know Um, and I got rinsed almost instantly (laughs) oh no like fuck okay well like I I still went on because you have you, you can't win that fight um yeah. And so I went on and I got up to anyone who has played Sekiro who was familiar with the um the first like ogre troll guy that you fight. Um that fight fucking sucks in new game plus because he's got grab moves which fucking auto like attack like auto aim on you even if you're not
0: there and they are, Wait he's... so the so the bosses are remixed? Are you saying that the bosses are remixed when you go through the second time? Like they're they're not just stronger, but they they are different. No, no,
1: no, no. It's the same. It's the same as the first time you fight him. But he's grab oh. His grab moves weren't insta kill moves the first time you fight him. I don't think. Whereas now they oh, are. Okay. And so you just have to hope you don't you don't get hit twice because you resurrect right. the first time, and it's like well that was all of my health. Um, you resurrect and then you just hope that you're not going to get hit by it a second time before you kill him. Like, I was just, just actually angry while doing that fight. I was like, this, this is fucking, like, this is a bad fight.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: and then I got further and I beat I beat the guy that I wrote my original story on years ago. Um,
0: the, the, the spear that you have to learn how to stomp on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, the Mikiri counter spear guy. Um, and that was, I did that in one. Like, it was, it was, it was not hard. Yeah. Um, knowing that game, once you know that game, you know that game. Um, oh,
0: that's a core mechanic at that point, right? That, yes. That's that's like that's a core verb for the game. Yeah, but yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, it was that was good.
1: Um, Sekiro is great. Sekiro is a really good video game. Mm. Uh, I think it's better than. Oh, yeah, oh, here yes. we go, everybody. No, no, it's not Bloodborne. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, oh. <laughs> no. um I think it's better than Elden Ring.
0: That's what I was waiting for. That's mm. what. That's why I was saying all that.
1: I haven't look. I and it's hard for me to say that because I haven't finished Elden Ring.
0: Yeah, and it's hard for me to refute you because I haven't played Sekiro. So we'll just agree to not know. Um,
1: but like it's the I think I think, design wise, Sekiro is so simple. Like mm. in, in its in its, it
0: does seem quite singular. Yep, yeah, and
1: what it does there, it fucking nails. Like it is, it is a, it is a perfect attempt. It is a perfect execution of what it is attempting to do.
0: Mm, mm, That's awesome. I, I recommend now that you've beat the game um, on IGN, they put up in March when the game came out 2019, um, a video of beating the first boss instead of dying um unless you want to try to do that yourself but like instead of dying in that first encounter like what happens when you beat it oh
1: like i've i've seen it like it yeah it okay it
0: yeah, yeah. well anyone who is watching this if you're interested that it, it, it's a good video um and yeah it's like the the person like you you defeat them and then they just kind of slash their sword and take off your arm and the same thing happens anyway but like it's yeah, a cool it, challenge to see play out
1: yeah i don't know like when i watched it i was like oh that sucks <laughs> like it's like kind yeah, of want it, it d-
0: sucks that it doesn't change or do anything but it's a cool fight to watch. Like,
1: like I I kind of wish you like actually get credits at that point.
0: Like that yeah, would Yeah, like a Fallout 4, like sit at the kitchen table be- ending.
1: Because like realistically, anyone playing that game for the first time is not gonna is not gonna win that fight. It's a really yeah. hard fight. It is an endgame fight that you just get given immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna ruin anyone's enjoyment if they've only played it for the first time. Because they're just not gonna win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah, I, 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 would like. to I think maybe Sekiro more than any others aside from Bloodborne. I would like to go back and do a lot of the optional stuff, because um, that game has also got multiple endings. Um,
0: oh right, but the uh, of course,
1: yeah right, but like a lot of the endings in this are like even more obtuse than some of the others. It it seems. Um, in terms of unlocks, or in in terms of like
0: requirements, yeah, like some of them are like yeah. I, the first thing I heard because I heard a. I think people are kind of funny. They returned to it uh, like a year ago uh, in the lead up to Elden Ring, um, and they and I think Blessing was playing it. He was talking about uh, Demon of Chaos a lot, right? Okay, and so that was the first thing I asked you: Is did you did you do Demon of Chaos? Because I knew Demon of Chaos was like Demon of Hatred, really optional, and also really close to the end game, and maybe harder than the last boss. D- Demon of Hatred, Demon of Hatred, right? Well, who's Chaos? Who's uh, Stranger of Paradise? Final Fantasy Origin. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I should be saying I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm gonna kill chaos. Uh, yeah, D-
1: Demon of Hatred was one that I found, tried a few times to beat, like barely got a hit in, and was like, I like, I'm I'm actually just like. Do I need to do this well well it was it was that, but it was also like I feel like I'm doing something wrong here, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to Google it because I want to figure out the fight, but then I Googled and it was like, yeah, hey, optional boss I'm like okay great i'll I'll come back to you on my next playthrough right now yeah. i'm right now I'm looking for credits.
0: Do you think you're gonna get all the way back there? Do you think you'll do it?
1: Go through it again, yeah, yeah, so when I went through this this playthrough i like I got stuck a few times, but I didn't get stuck. Like, I, so I went through this entire game at this point without googling how to beat a boss.
0: Right. Um, I didn't. Do you I didn't, you think that's because you saw your housemate beat all of them.
1: No, because I wasn't really paying attention to like, I, like I wasn't, I wasn't looking at the 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 cheeses or the any of the actual puzzles inside of bosses. Um, okay. Like, for example, there's a there's a boss which is sorry, there's a little rubber duck on my table. Um... <laughs> I should probably put that down. The there's a there's a boss which is three monkeys. Uh three little chimps and they, they don't have like they don't have health bars, it's just they're insta-kill bosses. Um one can't see, one can't hear, and one can't speak. It's the you know, the see no evil, he no evil, speak no evil thing. Um they they, they are all like each of them are puzzles that you have to work out. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like ring
0: yeah, ab- it sounds like a like the the four kids go hide on Windfall Island on Windwaker. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very much like, a, hey,
1: ring the bell, so the one that has like you know issues with its ears like freaks out and has no idea what to do because it has no idea where anything yeah. is because it's deafened and all that stuff. Like I, like I figure that it, it's not hard. Like they're, they're not hard bosses. Um, and I think because part of that is like it's it, it, because of the singularity na- nature of everything. It is so like directly focused on. You being like the best swordsman um that the 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 actual difficulty comes directly from the combat itself um a lot uh, very rarely is it like i I can't figure out what to do aside from if it's like an item um but it's usually like hey the 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 difficulty comes from i'm just not good enough <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I am good
0: enough Woo. you are good enough love thyself shadows die twice <laughs> dragon rot uh, yeah uh, cool well as always you've made a good sell for the game it's fucking tight it's so good I will keep it on my wish list it never goes anything lower than half price I think I was saying that to you a week ago yeah
1: Yeah. even Dark Souls goes on, goes on sale Bloodborne goes on sale. Yeah,
0: because Activision published this one.
1: That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, but like some of their other games go on sale. Like,
0: Crash what, B- like Modern Warfare 2. Like Crash Bandicoot goes on sale. Yeah, but for how much? Oh, like half price. Yeah, exactly. No more.
1: No, I feel like that game has come down. Anyway, Sekiro is still not, not super cheap for how old it is, but... They do have a boss rush mode in it, which they added after the fact, which I unlocked as well, which is like like yeah. a, a literal like menu. Like, hey, you want to enter boss rush mode? Um, it's not right. called that, but it, it is just a, like, in this it's mode. It's a bit
0: less, uh, like, in-world as some yeah. of the other modes have been.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it is like, yeah, guess what? Like, you will just fight bosses over and over and over again and get all the way through them, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, that and, like, it runs at, it runs at 60 on the on the on the the current next generation of consoles um, yeah i
0: can't wait until we can stop calling it next gen
1: yeah which is like always always great for a game like this
0: Mm -hmm. well sick and then uh we got we got one more thing it's time it's time to it's time to talk about a game we 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 definitely haven't spoken about enough on the show apparently it's apex legends everybody um they added a the new limited time mode. Gun game. Gun game. If you're not familiar with gun game, it's a when did when did gun game first start? Like it's sort of it's sort of this unofficial mode. Well, no, it's an official. It's a, it's a mode that people bring into their games and then like it,
1: it, it it's it's definitely a, a game mode that started in the modding scene of maybe a Halo or a Counter-Strike and then would have made it way over into the Call of Duties
0: gun games fortnite yeah it's hard to that, w- that would be an interesting video actually there's like history of gun game in every call of duty um yeah it's been in a bunch of things but it like it's basically the mode is yeah it used to be sort of modded in and then it became other, other developers started putting it in their actual one there was a gun game in black ops for example yeah. where you you start with a certain weapon and you usually have to get through like 20 and each kill you get advances you to the next gun and then the next kill you get advances you to the next gun and so on and so on until you get to the last one and usually it becomes that the the weapons towards the end of the scale are harder to use or more precise or more um situational compared to at the start where you'll be getting like uh rifles and smgs and sort of the 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 workhorse weapons yeah Um, towards the end you're getting charge rifles snipers or the new throwing knife in apex yeah uh what do you think of the mode Jeremy? Needs some work. Yeah, you don't you you you're a little you're a little sus on it. It
1: it's I'm glad it's limited cuz that this is not there's not a finished mode. Um it it's fun. I I don't I think I do, just don't love it being team based.
0: Oh, interesting. I
1: think I'm just like yeah. and this might just be a trapping of me being used to it being a free for all thing. Yeah. Um and I and at that point, free for all apex like the, we we've done that, and it's it's tricky because there are support heroes and recon heroes which aren't super like singular.
0: Um, yeah, totally.
1: May, maybe the no, but that's not the issue either. I don't know it 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 needs it needs some refinement because I think the I think I don't have really much trouble getting the like fairly regularly a couple of kills a game maybe. On average, I think I I might I might average a, a, maybe a one point seven or one point eight KD. Okay. Um, in regular Apex, might, might be a little bit lower at the moment because I've been doing so much ranked. But like, like in in regular, I reckon I can hit a one point seven on average. And in
0: this, I'm getting much less. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a totally different mindset, right? It's a totally different mode. You have response and everyone's doing everything and it's in a small arena like it's it's not apex as we know it
1: yeah but i'm i'm having trouble adjusting to that and you know like maybe the answer is just like i'm just not very good at this game mode which is like whatever but like the it 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 has it's i feel like there is much less team cooperation in this game mode than there is arenas or apex uh battle royale because you're just like living and dying so quickly that like support abilities are kind of gone to waste a little bit. Um, some of the abilities yeah, just don't like, do it at all. white
0: shields. So
1: yeah, there's only white shields. Um, unless you get down a lifeline package and you happen to get a blue one. Um, th- th- it's, it's a weird game mode because like some of the abilities just don't work in it at all. Um, Loba's shop, shot, for example, has no use.
0: Yeah. It's a good point.
1: Um, it's, it's it's cool that they can do it it's definitely thrown together sometimes the audio doesn't have any music in it or audio at all and you're just in sitting in silence while you're respawning um yeah. and there's maybe not as many respawn locations as I would like in some of the maps um mm-hmm. i feel i find myself knowing exactly where the respawn locations are um not to the point Fair that enough. i'm spawn killing but just to the point where it's like yeah like i'm 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 here again i guess i'm going to run in the same lane and hope i don't die this time
0: yeah, I think I personally I enjoyed it. uh not in the way that had me like oh, I can't wait to play the next Red Gun game. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed, and I've said this before. I always like wanting to. I I've always wanted to be able to engage with the uh, shooting mechanics of Apex in a more casual environment, so I can get more practice at shooting the R three hundred one and get more practice with the, well, just more practice shooting, being in fights without it being like. If you lose, then it's back to the lobby. Um and so that that, you know, this scratches that itch. And it's the kind of thing where I was like, okay, this is gonna play different. I have to adapt to this. And it became it became very uh get in people's face uh mentality, I think, because it's kind of how aggressive apex works. It 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 rewards that playstyle. Yeah. Um let me ask you this, Jeremy. How does how do you feel it compares uh, against the other limited time mode that was kind of like this in that it was a traditional first-person shooter mode in the control mode with the with the control points. Um,
1: I feel like that has. So I
0: personally prefer Gun Game more. I think I didn't. I didn't really like controls implementation. Yeah,
1: I think I think I think they have the same issues but the opposite way. Whereas, like because the teams are so much larger in control um, yep. that, once again, you don't really have to, like, you can use your abilities at any moment and you're helping someone, basically. Um, whereas in this, it's like you're using them in the hope that you help yourself and you don't really care about anyone that's around you. You still don't care about anyone that was around you in control, but only because there was always someone around you. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I think maybe they should just try it regular, like, team deathmatch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I um, agree. I think that would be for the best. Like,
1: they have that in the mobile version of the game. Um, and it's pretty fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think it's maybe more fun as a game mode than either of these.
0: Why do you think they're, they're, they're... At this point, they must be actively steering away from it. Why do you think that is? I mean, as you've said, the the design of their Legends... Has you know, some of them are going to be at an, at an innate disadvantage to be on their own compared to others, um, and maybe that's enough reason for them.
1: I think I, I don't know. I think it's because whatever the next thing might actually be, that I think oh, the next game, yeah, whatever they're working on next, which is not Titanfall three, um, whatever that next thing is, might be a better, a bigger version of that um maybe like honestly maybe like an overwatch competitor um but they could do it
0: i mean that game's not team deathmatch that's all objective based
1: yes but i mean like hero shooter competitor um yeah um whether or not that is explicitly team deathmatch or not like that that style of like like team based attacking um I think that might be what they what they want to work on next, perhaps. If 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 they've gone this far to to not do that, then I think maybe yeah. it's because they don't want to accidentally make something that's really popular in their own game and then have to accidentally release competitor to it.
0: Maybe. I I really don't see them making a an Overwatch competitor or or hero shooter standalone game that doesn't that doesn't it doesn't vibe with what i know respawn to do you know that doesn't really
1: yeah but their last two things have released was a battle royale and a star wars
0: rpg no, yeah. neither
1: of them which is what we know respawn to do which is titanfall
0: sure i i just i don't see a hero shooter like i hardly see a future for Overwatch 2 like well m- i mean people are going to play it but like I don't think there's much room in that space.
1: Maybe the reason they are not doing team death matches because that's the battlefield thing, and and respawning now the caretaker of dice.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, it's I, I, confusing. I, I, like
1: whether or not they make a hero shooter or not. Like my, my my meaning behind the reason they haven't done it in Apex is I think the reason they have not done it in Apex is because they have something else. Whether it's in battlefield or whether it's in their next thing, they have that thing already and they can't encroach in on that. Okay. Because okay. then suddenly then suddenly EA will have one shooter.
0: Yeah, and their their free to play game will have a a fun team deathmatch mode, and why bother paying for the premium product? Yeah, okay, that does make sense. Hmm. It's interesting. Add titans. <laughs> oh fuck, no one wants that. I want that. No, nothing. Nothing in that game is designed for Titans. It would not work. Give it. It to would me. make me stop playing the game, or I would just not play the mode. Give like it, give it to me. I want no, you don't. You don't want that. I do want that. I like Titanfall. Play Titanfall.
1: I have, but it's in, not as fun. It's it's as
0: the game that doesn't have Titans. Well, it's 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 brown.
1: It's brown, and it doesn't feel as good. Apex it's feels brown. very good. It is brown. It's a brown, grey, dark green game.
0: Yeah. The day they add Titans to Apex is the day I uninstall it. The day I live.
1: (laughs) Imagine if you Uh, loved it. Imagine if they did that and you loved it.
0: I mean, hey, if they do, then great. If they pull that off, then more power to them and more fun to me. But, uh, Put Cal Kestis
1: in Apex
0: Legends. Yeah, now you're talking. Get me some BD1 action.
1: Give me some wheeze. Some some grease. Wheeze. Give me some cough.
0: <laughs> Wheezing and coughing. Cough, Pokemon, Jeremy. Let's end-, end the show.
1: It's the end of the podcast.
0: It is. We did it. We 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 arrived. Uh everyone listening thank you for being here with us thank you for listening to the show uh let us know what you think about this format where we do it sort of back to front to how we've normally been doing it with the topic at the show at the front um we'll see how we feel about it as well and and make a decision on whether we'll be doing it going forward over the next couple of weeks but uh if you have any thoughts feel free to let us know you can do that um on any of our socials Uh, that's at minimapau for twitter tiktok twitch and instagram uh we are also on Twitter individually too. Uh, Jeremy is there on Twitter at...
1: Uh, at Obi-Wan Jez.
0: Uh, Kerry is on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh, and you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else minimap related, like the latest episode of The Pecking Order, uh, where we rate and rank the kissability of the crazy frog. The crazy frog. Uh, Not A, the... The crazy frog. That's yes, that's right. The one who's got his penis out. Uh, for those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're going to hang out in the chat for the post show. Uh, for those of you listening later on a podcast service, uh, make sure you give us those oh so tasty five star ratings. Uh, <laughs> I decided to run Burgundy that one and read what it actually says. <laughs> uh, uh, it does help us out a lot. It means a lot to us. Uh, and consider joining us next week for the live show in the in the chat. Uh, lastly, if you wanted to support us on Patreon uh, to help us keep the mics and lights on, you can do that by going over to Patreon.com/MiniMapAU, and for five dollars uh, Australian, five Australian dollars, I got i am I'm I'm changing that around right now, five, as <laughs> uh, five Australian dollars, is it? As opposed to five dollars Australian, five oh, okay. for five Australian dollars. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast all while helping us out a lot uh that's an option there for you. We'll be here otherwise, but yeah, that's gonna be us for this week um do we know what's happening next week uh yeah, we do yeah, obviously, obviously we know I mean, we 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 we, know what's we coming. wrote it down we did we decided yesterday when we had a big discussion oh we we're trialing a new for- a new uh, um Topic next week, a new sort of That's format. Right. It's called You Can Have This One. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try and uh, come up with our ideal sort of idea for a certain property or brand of what would be a great game under this banner. And so, the, this first one, the, You Can Have This One is to like the developers. It's like, oh, this idea, this is great. Yeah, you can have this EA, one. EA, Square Enix, you can have this one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, coming up with a hypothetical redo of marvel's avengers next week and individually and, each
1: and if you're interested in what we do in the post show this post show i'm going to spend some time looking at different templates i can use to make a very over-the-top um segment introduction video uh transition <laughs> and i'm going some to do graphics that, yeah some graphics in the post show
0: and see how we go uh so yeah that's what you can expect in the post show that's what you can expect next week we'll be back then Until then, hope you all have a great week. Hope you all stay safe and uh, we'll see you next time.